Hello, everyone, and welcome to His Only Vice, the film podcast where we talk about the films that shaped us. You guys, we're going to go a little off course today. We are going to do a little quarantine check-in to see what um, some of your faves have been watching. Now, who do I speak of when I say some of your faves? Well, you may know him as the first ever guest of His Only Vice. The first now two-time guest of His Only Vice. You may know him as the funniest person in the world. You may know him as my BFF. It is Taylor Deer. Taylor! Hello, hello. Oh, how are you? I'm just phenomenal. 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 Yeah, yes, I speak multiple languages. Yes, we exist. (laughs) Taylor, how how are you sort of um, holding up, for lack of a better phrase? Look, there's so much going on in the world, um, and I'm just sort of taking it a day at a time. I think just like everybody, you know, it's funny because I feel like I can't even speak on this. I'm one of those people where it's like, I just compare to other people, and I feel like so many people have it so horrible and so bad. Right. And, um, like, I think I'm okay comparatively. And, right. And I just like hope that the people who are not okay can get okay soon. I agree wholeheartedly. So I'm fine. You know, as you can see, I'm not in my apartment in New York. I came out to my Oh my yeah, where are you? Home. I'm in New Jersey. Yeah. Tell the people my sister and our dogs. Um, <laughs> if you guys backyard right if you now, guys have been following people. this um narrative podcast, you'll know that me and Taylor are both from Vermont, but now his parents live in and famously NJ. And yeah. NJ. <laughs> um, which so, is actually what they call Michael Jackson, NJ. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I would come out here like once a month, you know, to see them. And, and so now I've sort of come out here. I actually came out here um, because uh, it was going to be my dad's birthday. And then like New York shut down. And so I just stayed. And so I've been here since March 13th. Absolutely. And um, it was going to be your dad's birthday, but it actually wasn't turns out right. <laughs> right it actually didn't happen right it's been sort of canceled as much of 2020 has been so much has been canceled um so you guys we're me and taylor are going to do a little quarantine check-in to see what how we've been sort of occupying our times what our media diets have been we're going to sort of jump into some of the things that we've been watching we're all <laughs> spinning our heads right now if you could see um and um let me just tell you what i have been watching some shit what about you say <laughs> Yeah, I've been watching so much, which, like, funny enough, is not more than what I usually watch. <laughs> I'm just, like, constantly binging something. Yeah, and you have to, you guys have to know that Taylor's um, media diet is what I'm going to go ahead and call diverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, can't wait. Some people to switch it. between, like, dating apps. I just switch between Netflix, Hulu, Prime Video, and... Uh, HBO Go. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Which, um, if there are any researchers out there that want to let hey, us that's know. that's all the travel I'm doing this quarantine. <laughs> okay. Sort of swipe, swipe, swipe. Um, yeah. And if there are any researchers out there that would like to let us know what the difference between HBO Max and HBO Go is going to be, I would, I'm, di- I'm literally, I'm dying to know. No one knows. And Nobody knows. there's no way to find out. I literally have a friend in an HBO Max show, that show with um, Anna Kendrick, and she doesn't even Oh, know. really? Yeah. That's cool. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> She's like, I'm not, I'm not getting it for free. That's, that's all that I know. I'm like, yeah, okay, when work. they don't give it to you for free. Right? It's like, what? It's like, don't you yeah. want subscribers? Yeah. Um, where do we even, like, start? I don't know, but I'm so excited to be here. Can you believe I'm back? 
after everything after yeah after everything that's happened (laughs) after everything wait um, and also you're back after quite some time because you were the first episode as i've you know sort of remarked um and i recorded that episode a long time ago like i i backlogged a lot yeah you did so we are like we were this we recorded pre-oscars even god wow yeah isn't that wild well, it's just so amazing, and like your podcast has become so popular, and like it's insane. Like Stop everyone it. is talking about this podcast, and so I'm honestly just lucky to be on. Gas me up, gas me up. Yeah, of course. And you guys better get used to this voice because he's coming back again. <laughs> um, so we are sort of recording via Zoom, which if they want to pay me for making that advertisement, I gladly would accept. Yeah. Um, and um, we are in different states, but we are going to keep on trucking. Yeah, let's, um, let's just go. So we're, Okay, so first of all, I came to Vermont when the day that our work shut down, which shall yeah. rename anonymous. Right. Um, and um, I think that was like March 12th, March 15th, <clears throat> somewhere yeah. around then. Do you remember? Yeah, it was, well, my dad's birthday was the 15th, and I had off that weekend to go see him. Yep, and you're so right. The official day that it closed was Tuesday. Yep, I, I, that's the 17th. That and I got excused. I, did you work on the 15th or 16th? No. Me neither, yeah. So my manager was like, you can go, we don't need you. And I was like, peace out. So I flew home <clears> on the 15th, and I've been home since. So that's about nine, oh, t- 10 weeks today, I think. Wow. Um, I have been keeping track. I mean, it's impossible. It's just like a series of waking up and going to sleep. I know. It's like impossible to clock time. It's just like, oh, like at any moment, because I'm just constantly dissociated. (laughs) If you've ever met me or Dylan, you know, like we're just constantly, so like, (laughs) (laughs) like just going to, so what happened is I'll come out of my dissociation and be like, oh, okay, this is where we are right now. It's nighttime and I have to like do what I would do at this time. Which could so, actually be anyone's guess what, like, right now, quote unquote, Autonomy has gone out the window. Oh, hundo. Completely out the window. Um, I just sort of kind of go, oh, we're here right now. And right. Back accordingly. Just dead eyes and then back. Um, okay, so since that day, I have watched, and as you guys know, I'm a psycho Virgo who makes a million lists, and one of them is all of the things that I have watched this year. So since that day... I have watched, hold on, let me do a quick little count here. 49, I've watched 53 movies. Um, 55 if you count um, one movie that I watched three times. Um, and um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 um, seasons of television. Jesus. <laughs> Which is nine shows. Um, yeah. Taylor, Quarrel well, sort of do that to you. It, Quarrel will sort of do that. Miss Rona Lisa Smile will sort of right. do that to you. Quarantina Turner, Purella DeVille. Hey. Um, I know. I actually went to school with her. Um, yeah, she owes me five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, of those movies, I have a few that I would like to bring up. But do you do you have an estimate? A ca- like an estimated ca- estimated what? Yeah. Ooh, so I started English. Hey, and- quick cue. What's English? No one knows. Right. No one knows. Um, <laughs> but I started like writing down the the shows that I've been watching, and um, <clears throat> there's a lot. And as you said, they're very diverse. Uh, and also, like, 
watching one of them i remember i put on the list was tiger king and what's so funny is that that feels like it was 37 to 38 years ago Uh, oh yeah my parents were barely born when that came out (laughs) as far as i'm concerned like yeah yeah. so like but we definitely need to get into that because that is a a crossover area of our venn diagram yeah 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 yeah. i I just have like i'm looking through this list of just like shows and there's so much, there's also things on here that I've started, not finished, but like right, I get right, right, right. characters so I can, so we can sort of talk about them. Sort of dive in. Um, one highlight is Downton Abbey movie on HBO just for the Thomas scenes. Oh, <laughs> right. I don't watch that, but <laughs> like, get it. you have spoken to me about said person. Right, right, right. Um, um, so, yeah, no, I, I don't have, I, I guess. I feel like that. Tiger King is like, an excellent jumping off point because okay. that, felt, that felt like a real cultural moment where we were all sort of well actually I was behind the curve I didn't watch it until like a month after everyone had sort of jizzed their pants over it yeah did you yeah, watch it like you did did you watch um, it like first panty drop on Netflix there was a, it was out for a minute I feel like because there was people talking about it and I had seen it and it didn't look like something that would be interesting to me right um <clears throat> But uh, but then I watched it and it's psycho because I feel like I'm always just looking for the next don't fuck with cats. If you remember or got to see that or if you haven't seen it, you really have to. Don't fuck with cats was like the first for me, like true crime Netflix show that I was like, what? Oh, my God, because you just yeah. kept getting better and more psycho. Yeah. And that's sort of yeah, that's sort of what I look for in my TV shows is just constantly getting more psycho. And yeah, like, yeah, 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 of course. What? is gonna ha- what could happen from here so tiger king was like the next don't fuck fuck with cats for me oh i have not seen don't fuck with cats but i it is on my list kind of because i'm like afraid to watch it because of everything people have said about it um yeah. but i did make my way around to tiger king um i am now um, the through line cats cats wait you saw the movie cats right no i refused Right, 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 right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't refuse or care. Um, <laughs> right, I, I just right. haven't seen it because I, um, I don't know. Yeah. Enjoy being happy. Yeah, you don't do that to yourself. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I have a range of friends and their feelings on it. Like I have their felines on it. Former guest on the pod, K Wong, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, "This was the best thing that I've ever seen in my life." And I then mean, I have other friends that are like, "This hurt me," and I'm so, sad I spent the time. I'm a bit of a masochist and it did hurt me, but I did feel like I transcended reality watching it. Yeah, that sort yeah. of is, if you get it, you, you love it. Like if you yeah. love it, then you love it. Yeah, I was, on a, I was on a different plane for sure. <laughs> um, it was wild. Um, but so Tiger King, nobody, nobody in this one world that we're inhabiting warned me no. that there was somebody named Dylan in oh, the I okay, now we have to talk about it because I could have sworn that I told you, but I guess that I didn't. Maybe it was just I was watching and going, uh, that's the same spelling as Dill. Yeah. And, and, you. and if you did tell me, I believe you because you are my one true king. And um, <laughs> I know, but at the same time, that's our disease is that like, if you say it, I believe and trust you. So <laughs> you're probably right. But then if I say it, you believe and trust me. So I'm probably right. Right. So, 
Horrible. So we need researchers to look into that as well. If Taylor did indeed tell me that there was a Dylan in this. So that's actually the one mistake of Tiger King is in one of the earlier episodes, you see Joe's tattoo of Dylan before you meet Dylan. And I paused it and I was like, Oh, I never, I didn't realize sort of grafting my own wants and needs into this television program. Or like, am I actually seeing my name on Joe Exotic's neck? Well, I think that sure the enough, one that he's now with, while he's in prison. And Dylan. I think that that one is actually gay, but it's just, right. it's crazy because um, my favorite, I think, meme of it was uh, that, he, you know, what's his name? Joe Exotic can get mm-hmm. two straight husbands. I can't even get a text back. <laughs> right, right. That was great. It did spawn some amazing memes. And Carol, so this is, what I, this is why I finally watched. Yeah. Well, actually, there was two reasons. One, Chloe Fineman's impression of Carol Baskin, which... Oh, yeah. Um, P.S. That's the second time I've mentioned a Chloe Feynman impression on this podcast. Um, and the second one was, I saw like a clip or something of it, like maybe on SNL at home, like maybe it was part of that masterclass thing that they did. Um, but okay. I don't really remember where I saw the clip, but then I was like, wait, this isn't scripted. Cause I like for so long thought it was like a scripted show. And then I watched it and I was like, wait. You thought it was a scripted show? <laughs> it's psycho tale. You couldn't write this shit. I know, I know. And I the couldn't believe it wasn't narrative. Years. Okay, it's the new Paris is Burning. <laughs> it was filmed over so many years and therefore people Literally. like, you know, came and went, went to jail and, you know. Crazy. What's crazy is, could you imagine like, like uh, having agreed to do this documentary being Carol Baskin and then now it's released and now you have all of these people coming after you and investigators looking into you because it's been aired. Yeah, because she thought she was going to be like exonerated. She, right. she, she didn't, she's like I mean, a hero. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, the edit didn't favor her. No, it did not. And it did not um, favor Mr. Bhagavan Antel or whatever the fuck his oh, name was. Bog, yeah. Bhagavan. Bhagavan. He was crazy. But anyway, before we literally like fall down the rabbit hole that is Tiger King, mm. what is something else that you have been watching that you loved? Or that you watched okay. and loved? Um, Wait, well, you know, go ahead. You watched um, Killing Eve. We can now oh, talk about Killing yes, Eve. It's not even on my list. Okay. I think this is something I'm like in pro, like because now I'm caught up. But right, I, now I started live, yeah. it. I started it and I'm got all the way from Taylor. Do you do you, do, do you um care to tell the viewers um your Killing Eve snafu? How you sort of started watching? Oh God! Yeah, this guy's. I'm so so dumb. And like, here's the proof you've been waiting for, kids. So what happened was, I think it's just the way that the Hulu app was set up. Maybe oh yeah, was yeah, yeah. Something Their UI isn't great. It advertised Watch Killing Eve, and then it was like the all new season or something like that. But between its advertising and me being like, yes, I'm ready to start the show, mm-hmm. I clicked start, and it started playing. And I had no idea who anybody was. And like, it just kept going. And I was like, okay, like this is good and intriguing, I guess, but I do, there's been no exposition to <laughs> understand these characters or their motives. And so, so I then get I get a text from this bitch. I, I get it's through like, I think ep- episode five to only then realize like, why am I not getting it? And then he goes, you're on season two, episode five. <laughs> Guys, I started on season two, episode one. And I did not realize until like five episodes in. <clears throat> so I had to <clears throat> text Dylan about how dumb I was for him to go, oh yeah, I wondered how you like 
had got to the place where she's already in the hospital. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Well, because, the well, because if you've watched her, she kills a couple children, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. and, um, so I thought she, I thought Taylor was talking about like a kid from season one. And then when he was like, my dumb ass is on season two, episode five, I was like, oh no. But now that you're like, started from the beginning, caught up, how mm. unbelievable is Jodie Comer? Oh, she's phenomenal. And her and Sandra Oh and Fiona Shaw. Yeah, they're it's all. It's just uh, such, it's pure enjoyment at this yeah. point. And <clears throat> they did us wrong in season three, episode one. Yeah. We didn't deserve what we went through. We did not deserve that. Did not that deserve was a that. personal attack on and actually, McPherson and Taylor Deer. I don't think anyone asked for that. No one asked for that. Upset. Guys, someone very important and near and dear to our hearts uh, sort of decided to die. Decided to die. And we didn't need that. Not in this quarantine. Not at all. Not at all. But um, just to fill like some of the listeners in. So if you're not watching Killing Eve, um, it is a um, creation of, or like a a co-creation of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So if you are a, you know, Fleabag fan, or if you have half a brain, you're a Phoebe Waller-Bridge fan. Um, because everyone should be. Um, she, right. Um, she like executive produces and um, head row and show ran the first season. Um, and now they like sort of, they pass it on. Like the showrunner of the second season was at uh, Emerald Fennel. And like, it's this whole thing where they have all female um, head writers. So it's, and it's very female um, driven in terms of direction and writing and starring. And it's just like nonstop amazing acting so engrossing the acting is amazing the writing is amazing if you're not watching it get on it seek treatment <laughs> seek treatment even um yeah and so there it. is a scene in season two episode like seven or eight or something where yeah, Jody, I, yes yeah where jody comer cycles through four accents in 40 seconds perfectly yeah. is and i think this is also the one that she was nominated for an emmy and one and one yeah, this was the season she won for. Yes, queen. I remember watching that episode and being like, this is so incredible. And then you texted me and being like, oh yeah, it makes sense <laughs> that it's incredible because that's the one that she won. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> I was like, oh, makes sense. Right, that's the episode she said. I mean, just what she brought, the emotion and the, the versatility, the change, and then her disabled ability to switch like that. I mean, she does that. I just too. was like, Ugh. this is why I love this. Yeah, yeah, that, sh- that show is... Just so bingeable. You will lose five years of your life because it's fucking stressful. But other than that. <laughs> yeah. No, and famously, Dylan's able to put up with more than I'm able to put up with. I watch a lot of television kids, but one I can't watch is Ozark. And I also can't oh. watch Breaking Bad. So like there is a limit um, to my love. <laughs> to your stress. James Blake. Um, which is funny because I famously am afraid of watching Don't Fuck, for, Don't Fuck With Cats. Sure. And that's fair. What I would tell you so that you can push past and watch it is that um there's it's it's not so much focused on the actual act as it is this investigation into who it was that did that and then finding him and then these people that grouped together like that's only that's only there so that you can understand their motives for going after this person and there's not much actually shown heard you okay so now i'm like definitely more inclined to watch yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's less about that like that's just to pull people in Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Because I was worried too. I don't want to see that. You know right, what I mean? Right, 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 right. So just to like, just because you just mentioned Ozark, like Ozark was the start of my like 
TV binge, I think for, um, or no, no, no. So my TV binge with quarantine started with sex education. I watched the first and second episode, the first and second seasons in like three seconds, Sex education, um, which is, I'm not done with season two. It's absolutely brilliant. They cover so many topics without being heavy handed, brilliant cast. Jillian Anderson is doing amazing work. She's um, incredible. So good. So just to run through the, the shows that I've watched, because I can get through that easily. Killing Eve, Sex Education, Ozark, Tiger King, Barry, Morning Show, Outsider, Unbelievable, Insecure. Outsider was so wonderful. Oh yeah, that's another <clears throat> crossover. So yeah. that one was spooky, ooky, kooky in the beginning. Yeah, I started that, bef- I think, and I think I finished it before quarantine happened. But mm-hmm. listen to me when I tell you that Stephen King plus Cynthia Erivo in the same project was written for my little ass i yeah. love the two of those things so much and will watch yeah. anything that they're involved in yeah that's so to have that deal. together and for like like my pure bliss was watching the inside the episode afterwards where cynthia revo absolute queen of my life queen talked about her creation of holly give me that character um because it you don't know that like like you said it's really creepy at the beginning because you're just like where is this going and how is this possible yeah um and then to find out like how big of a role she would then go on to play. In yeah. The, because she's, so she, cause she's not in the first two episodes. So you don't really meet her until episode three. And right. then you're like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, and you know, what's funny necessary. Is, what's her special deal. Right. And so Jason Bateman is in the first two episodes, which Cynthia right. is not in. And he directed those two as well. And what's exciting about Jason Bateman is I never really liked him before, but then I watched, like, I thought he was okay and like kind of fun and, um, very distinct, but what's really exciting is he directed so much of Ozark and he directed the first two episodes of um, The Outsider and I'm starting to see his style emerge and it's really cool and I really like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like okay about him until this. This is really, really good. He was yeah. great. And it's just so crazy because you come into the story at a time where it's too late for that character. Um, and then you you see these this group of people that otherwise would not band together um come together and like adjust their belief system to then um help future people and then they're yeah. successful and it's just so crazy because i think like we're all afraid of this like one evil entity um that's going to it's kind of like in every horror film there's always like this one evil yeah, thing that these the people other. have to come together to overcome yeah. and um yeah, that, that show is just really, really great. And the writing yeah. is great. That show is wild. Um, in terms of movies, so I was, like, I was like really grouping stuff for a while. So I watched, like, I watched my way through a bunch of filmographies. So I watched like all of the you know, you know, best hits or like Wikipedia like must-watches of Steven Soderbergh. I watched a bunch of um, uh, Stanley Kubrick's filmography. I finished Yorgos Lanthimos. Uh, I finished his um, filmography. Um, I watched my last Paul Thomas Anderson movie um, because I'd seen all of them except Magnolia. Um, What else did I watch my way through? Um, I rewatched the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy and I watched um, The Hunger Games, which I had never seen three and four. So I I rewatched one and two and then watched three and four. Yeah. Yeah. Hunger Games was so good. I read those books and I, I, I like, I, 
I can't say that about a ton of films. Like, oh yeah, I read those books before. Like, mm-hmm. um, but I did read The Hunger Games. I remember in college on my phone. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, oh my God, I'm so cool. I'm reading on my phone. <laughs> I'm a genius. Literally. But future, I read those books on my phone. The future is now. There was, the future is now and the future is me. Right. That, that was really good. Yeah, I liked those. It was exciting. Yeah. That's one of those where you can go and be like, oh, I really like the book and I know the story. So I'm interested to see how the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually really liked Hunger Games. And I thought that, Jennifer Lawrence was like really acting like that's some that was like good franchise acting she didn't hold back no she did not she like understood the social the social circumstance better than like most of these franchises would like she was like oh shit I just had to kill people my age so that I could live (laughs) yeah yeah that that was great it was it was like she was the representative of like us oh like we would think if we were thrown into that situation like what the fuck is going on? Right. <laughs> like, this is not crazy. okay. And I feel like watching her continuing to do that, I was like, I don't know. At some point I like wanted her to be like, no, yeah, like I'm probably going to have to kill you. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know, eventually adjust, but she doesn't. Right. She's she really, she, yeah, she does not phone it in. It's great. Um, have you watched any movies? Or are you like watching a lot of TV? I watch so much TV. I don't know what happened. I, you know, it's funny. I, I think about this all the time with you because we, we famously are like TV and movie kings in our respectiveness. Kings. You know, and I learn everything I know about movies and which ones to watch from you. And like, I, I, I remember there was a time when I used to be like, I just hope there's a movie. I don't want there to be a TV series. I just want like, like if I wanted to like watch something and I was like, like I remember, um, being like, I was looking for the Merlin movie and I found like this Merlin TV series. And I was like, that's not what I want. I don't want a TV series about it. <laughs> then I like became, I think, obsessed with TV series because it was like, now it's like a movie on steroids. Like you get to see this story, yeah. but it's gonna have, all the character development is gonna happen slowly and you're gonna learn with them over time. Yeah. And like, you can just keep getting from this, what you enjoyed multiple times over and over and over. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why everyone's become so obsessed with TV series now. I'm trying to think of what movies I've watched. Let me see. I um, that, that that's an interesting point too, like about um, um, character development along the way because like I've talked about this a little bit before in the podcast, but like I'm sure you know this too. Like, sort of like a pilot or the the jumping point of a movie is that that quote of what makes today different than any other day. And the reason I think I like movies so much is like. Um, you get all of that so quickly a lot of the time. Like it's like a a little snapshot of someone's life, but I have been watching so much more TV this quarantine than like I ever like usually do. Um, Usually I'll just like sit down and binge watch a season of something and then like not watch TV for a while. Um, But I think because like the Emmys are coming up and I'm such like a a bottom for award shows, (laughs) um, I am like, okay, I guess I better catch up on Emmy potential yeah, I need to do the so, same thing and see like what I haven't watched and especially watch because enjoy an award show, right? Especially, is everything on with the Emmys? Like, is everything? Are they just going to do it web? I don't know. So I don't really know either because California is like in rough shape, as I'm sure you've seen in terms. Well, not in like rough shape, but they're like way more like lockdown than a lot of the country. Um, and the, the you know like the large gathering thing, I'm sure will go for a while. But the thing about th- that's going to differentiate the Emmys and the Oscars is that Emmy stuff has already come out movies are like not coming out so like who knows what's going to happen with the oscars yeah talking Um, about like the coming year right so like the emmys they could definitely still like broadcast which i hope they will just like you know from home or whatever i think about this all the time because you know we um both worked with uh tyler barnhart and i recently watched new and he's it's funny because he's advertising on his instagram like things that 
he's in that are coming out now, but right. all that had to have been filmed, filmed like w- before this, before. Yeah. And so it's crazy to me that like new things keep coming out, but it's not because they're happening now. It's like yeah. it already happened. Yeah. So like, um, Oh, that's another thing I didn't write down that I absolutely obsessed with. So killing Eve, another one is tales from the loop. I absolutely loved that so much. And he yeah. was like, so guys, you have to know that Tyler Barnhart is now like blowing up on TV, but me and Taylor used to work with him. He comes to all the Oscar parties and he is now like promoting, you know, 13, uh, 13 Reasons Why season four. He was in the show called Tales from the Loop. And so he's like really blowing up and we love him and shout out Tyler. Um, can't wait to have you on the pod. But anyway, tell me more about Tales from the Loop. Yeah, Tales from the Loop was so phenomenal. Like it's just so, it's conceptual, but accessible. And uh, it's, it's really about these people living in this town and the town is timeless. They're sort of dressed 50s slash 70s, but um, there's not cell phones. So it's just sort of like timeless, but these yeah. people live in a town and they all live in this town above this thing, which is called the loop. Um, and the loop is underground. Um, it's just kind of this big ball and you don't really know what it does. It sort of, sort of symbolizes um, this sort of like factory-like feel uh, mm-hmm. where the man who famously, oh God, you're going to hate me because I can't think of his name, but it's the actor who played, um, he was in Game of Thrones. I think he's a British actor. He's phenomenal. Um, but <clears throat> anyway, he, it's like this older man and he decided to make this thing called the loop where he explore, explores all of life's uh, like unknowns. So like he, he says, you know, every time something, someone told me something was impossible, I went down and made the loop to learn or prove them that it was possible. Something like that. Okay. So anyway. Um, Are you thinking of Jonathan Price today? Yes. That's what yeah, I'm thinking yeah, yeah. of. Yeah. Jonathan Price. He's so phenomenal and he plays the, the like the man who created the loop. But then it's really about all these people and every episode is uh, a different person and their experience living in this town or being a part of that family mm-hmm. um and yeah i just thought tyler's episode was so good this it's his the episode that he's in is um episode two it's an anthology right like it, an, it does it change every episode or is it or other it does lines? but it, re- it revisits gotcha. certain storylines which gotcha. you don't really know but um what i thought was cool because when it first came out i went and like read a review article to see if like i could get anymore because that's something that happens with me like when i get obsessed with the show i just need to know every single thing Same, about it obviously like, read. and um so i was i was looking up like reviews and criticism for the show and uh one of the things that was said was like the show can be watched in really any order the the episodes they sent out was i think like episode one four and seven or something okay. like that yeah and and those are one four and six and those episodes can be seen without needing to know anything else um if you watch them in order uh it will help you because there are things that are revisited like you wouldn't want to watch eight before you watch two and there are just the eight episodes right i think anyway you wouldn't want to watch you wouldn't want to watch the last episode before right, you watch right, right, right. two yeah i need to yeah, watch just, that i gotta gotta support tai tai it's so great it's like in a way black it gives you that sort of techno paranoia mm, uh, okay but you know what it is? And I, this was said really well. I don't want to say it wrong, but the something that was said in that review article was that um, the, the series, whereas Black Mirror is more about like, uh, 
the actual technology and mm-hmm. what could go wrong with the technology. This is more about like people in circumstances. Uh, yeah. The human aspect, yeah. Would, yes, yeah, with the more human aspect. What, what, uh, would, what happens to people? Gotcha. And I just thought it was great, yeah. Yeah, you were really like loving that when it first came out. Yeah. Um, that was, that like came out way in the beginning of quarantine too, but seems like a fucking lifetime ago. <laughs> Literally a hundred years ago. It's crazy. It's so um, crazy. Time is such uh, an anomaly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and like, you know, how often are you getting reminders from like, oh, here's this picture from four years ago on your phone. Here's this yeah. picture from five years ago. I don't have time hop, but Instagram and Facebook and um, all those Snapchat, of course, yeah, yeah, would be yeah. like, oh, here, remember this thing that happened today? And you're like, you know, a million years ago, but you remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, time feels crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Oh, you know what I watched? What? What did you watch? Thomas Crown Affair. Oh my God. If you are familiar with Taylor's episode, you will know that that is one of the movies that shaped him. Yeah. Um, I was furiously texting you the whole time. Um, That's another movie that I watched like way at the beginning of um, um, Core. Core. (laughs) <laughs> um i watched the 1999 version the one that you yes. you know spoke on That's with um for me with um pierce and renee um god, can we it. talk about renee's outfits oh my god i know here we are we're about to absolutely go off divine but yeah she's so it's just such a you know it's funny and i love saying this about things that are now period pieces for us but it's a period uh, piece yeah, fully so you, many things that are from the early 2000s, late 90s are absolute period pieces. I was watching Sex and the City. We're not changing the subject, but just like Sex and the City is another thing from generally that time. Like I was uh-huh. watching an episode, I think in season four, that was 2001. Um, I could be totally wrong about the dates, but I remember, I know that the episode I was watching was, came out in 2001. Uh-huh. And I remember being like, absolute period piece. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, 20 years ago at this point. It 20 has to be. years. It's a period yeah. piece. It's a period piece. Um, Wait, keep that keep that therapist idea in your head because I was just realizing something the other day. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna transition to that real quick. So in Thomas Crown Affair, Faye Dunaway plays a therapist, mm. right? And now I'm realizing that playing a therapist on TV is like a thing that character actresses of TV have started doing. Now hear me out. Okay. The therapist in Big Little Lies, Robin Weiger making her big return after Sons of Anarchy, I think is what she was on, or Deadwood. Um, you remember the therapist in Big Little Lies, Nicole Kidman's therapist? Yes, yes. Um, in Unbelievable, the show with Tony Collette and Merritt Weaver, um, the woman who played Erica Hahn in Grey's Anatomy plays the therapist, Brooke Smith. Oh do, you remember, do you remember Dr. Hahn from Grey's Anatomy? Oh, hold on, let me Google. And then in Fleabag, mm-hmm. Fiona Shaw played the therapist god i fuck i can't get enough of fiona shaw i wish i, I know yeah she her. is like you know i saw her in a one-woman show play the virgin mary oh my god literally on broadway saw her strip naked and jump into a pool <laughs> if i had a nickel for every single time i've had to do that or another actress had to do that be rich, rich. um equus college production naked in a pool you were in equus yeah, I sort of was in Equus. Were you the naked one? No, could you imagine? Oh. No, um, it's funny though. I was about to be like, do you want to talk on that experience? <laughs> no, could you imagine? I played the, um, okay, all the people who are tall will get this, but I played the dad. <laughs> right. Every tall person will. I thought, you're, I thought you were going to say I played the horse. 
Yeah, no, I played the horse. I actually remember the guy who played the horse, and it was such a big deal. He was, like, so excited to get the horse, and then literally, like, I think it was the night before opening night, he was, like, he got, like, really drunk and, like, broke his leg and then couldn't do it, and they had to train someone new to do it. Like, oh, my God, that's crazy. <laughs> um, wait, so that's another crossover is um, to sort of ping-pong away from Thomas, Thomas Cottesier. <laughs> is, um, no, 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 that was my fault. Is Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Loved. Yeah. Loved was... Unbelievable. So if you guys aren't familiar with what that is, that is another, like, based on a true story but, but scripted a true crime series from Netflix. It's an eight-episode um, sort of mini-series based on the Pulitzer Prize-winning article, um, An Unbelievable Story of Rape. Um, and it stars Tony Collette, Merritt Weaver, and Caitlin Deaver. And it is so well-made and well-written. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was so good. And it's just infuriating to watch. And oh, that's I can only too. I mean, like, being a woman and trying to watching that i mean it's probably like one of those things where it's like not shocking to them at all they're just like yeah no that makes total sense that yeah it's so like like, the story guys is um caitlin deaver's character gets raped in 2008 and the police basically pressure her into saying it was a false report um because she's like traumatized and like can't really like form a sentence never mind like give her testimony um and so they do that and they like serve her like false report um summons and whatever and then three years later, Tony Collette and Merritt Weaver are playing these detectives that have a string of rapes that are very similar. And they, of course, are women and are like, you know, actually invested because men are trash. And they eventually like, you know, it's their story of like finding out and exonerating, um, well, finding out who the rapist is and then exonerating Caitlin Deaver's character. So, and it's based on a true story. And it's, it really, it, it's basically like, um, that article that it's based off of ch- changed the way that people investigate rapes, right? Um, changed the questions they ask, um, changed the, like, the proceedings that they have to go through. And um, then they made this miniseries, and it was A, a shocking, B, in, an incredibly well-written without being heavy-handed ever, and, of course, brilliantly acted because it's yeah. Sarah Weaver and it's my really- queen, Tony Collette. Yeah. So yeah, my, those are my thoughts on that. What did you think about that one? I thought <clears throat> I was just so angry and sad. Yes. Ugh, yeah. You know, because I just kept thinking like this is so this is probably so common. You know what I mean? Like that that and, and and thank God this this has come out now and that, you know, that did change the way that they asked the questions because it's like Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just have so many feelings thinking about it. Like, yeah, watching it is like, couldn't this be obvious? Like, it just seems so obvious. And the fact that then, because, you know, you watch it happen to her. And then, but like you said, in such a good way, it's not too heavy handed. You know, mm-hmm. um, you watch it, this happen and then her go through that. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, she's being served papers for a false report. I know, it's crazy. Barely even wanted to it's crazy. admit yeah. that this happened to her. She's just trying yeah. to be okay. And then it also shows another layer, which is, I believe it's her foster mother? Mothers. Foster mothers. Yeah, one of which is Bridget Everett, if you are familiar with the New York comedy scene. Friends, Bridget Everett is like a big cabaret star. Oh my God, yes, Bridget Everett. She was so, I forgot about that. It's yeah. It's been so long since I watched it, but she, uh, they, they do, they just, it's just psycho to see the pressure that they put on her. Yes, yeah. And it's like, yeah. what? 
And so, so, and the other thing guys is like it, it, the reason we're saying it's not heavy handed is because they can, they, they serve us um, so many aspects so gracefully, like they, um, while like also, you know, having a social commentary on it, like one of the foster moms basically blames her just because she had a troubled past. They're like, oh, well, she must be making it up, but they never like it's that that's handled extremely well. The, the idea that men are less capable and less of a believing and less capable of investigating rapes is handled so well because they, the way that it's, it's, it's um, presented is you see the men, how they handle it first. And then in direct contrast, you see how Merritt Weaver's character hand, uh, contr- uh, handles it basically in the same episode. So it's like, they just put it there and allow the audience to make their own um, inference, like just by showing us what happens. Right. So yeah. it's, it's, yeah, I love it so much. Love I, I love, 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 and unbelievable. And I'm really happy that Tony Collette is like sort of leading the pack in the um, supporting actress race right now for miniseries. Yeah, I love Tony Collette. The funniest thing I ever heard was <laughs> someone oh, yes, I, had, I love this. I have an Australian friend who one time wrote, um, whenever, <laughs> he goes, me, whenever Tony Collette's not in a movie. So yeah, apparently Tony Collette's not in it, but apparently it's still really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love, any movie that I doesn't have Tony love Collette. That. And yeah, I sort of agree that tracks. Yeah, hundo. I started um, hereditary last night, but then ended up, <laughs> I was too tired and I had to go to bed. Wait, for the first time? You know not for the first time. Okay, just making sure, just making sure, just making sure. So I wasn't sure if um, we had talked about hereditary. I, I keep, <laughs> with Ari Aster's movies, they're both so fucked up that I can't even keep them straight in my head. <laughs> um, I, w- I think I texted you, was it last night, saying like, what I miss more than anything is a new A24 movie coming yeah. out. Yes. Going with your friends to see it at the movies because you're just so excited, especially when it's a horror. Yes. You know, like Hereditary or Midsommar. Midsommar. Right? Sumar. Midsommar. Please, yeah, tell me how to say it because I've been dying. I've been asking. I literally, I write, I write people. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. You, have a, you have a pen pal just for this. You're, just you're, to find out. You guys are seriously trying to find out. Nobody knows. Nobody yeah. knows. I'm not even sure if Ari Aster knows. Who did I? I think I went with Kevin to see both. So both. I saw, that's so funny because the friend I saw, Midsummer, and it the friend that I went with, I saw the same for both. Yeah. God, um, and I could, I could use more. more. We went to see, oh, he'll be back, sis. Don't you worry. God, I hope um, so. He, so when I saw Midsummer, not to like, go off of our quarantine watch list but when I said Midsommar it was like the weekend that I found out that I needed to vacate my apartment in like seven calendar days oh I'm surprised uh, but, I didn't send you an absolute spiral of death oh it did it did <laughs> at the end I was like fully tranced out I was like hypnotized I because I'm not used to seeing horror movies like that are com- completely take place in the daytime so for like all of that to happen for it to be daytime yeah and then for me to walk out of the movie theater and it still be daytime I was like whoa that's weird no because i got out at night and i wonder if i would have felt different had i gotten out during the day yeah it was wild um but okay so there was something else that i know oh so to sort of um transition from tony collette who is say it with me australian i did watch a new zealand film last night called hunt for the wilder people have you seen that no but i saw it on your story it looked interesting okay so it's a taiko itt movie from 2016 who if you guys didn't know, yeah. I want Taika Waititi to absolutely ruin my life. Um, <laughs> obsessed with his writing. Actually, let's pause for a second on writers that I love because I, I was breaking this down for Talia last night, which shout out to Talia, friend of the pod. Um, 
and one of Taylor and I's favorite people. Um, mm-hmm. So she has Kiwi roots, as you guys probably remember from listening to her episode. Um, and she, she told me about Hunt for the Willard People a while ago because she was like, if you want to understand Kiwi humor or what like Taika is all about, watch this. It's not Ragnarok, it's this. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's not that, it's this. And so I watched it last night and first of all, it's freakishly funny. The jokes are so specific and so unique. It's just like, I'm starting to see now, having watched most of Taika's filmography, like what his whole shtick is. And it's so exciting because he's so unique. He's so specific. And in that, like being that specific makes it so funny. And we realized that like, I love people who really um, hone in on specific social situations. Um, and that, so then I, I was telling Talia, like, I think my favorite writers are Phoebe Waller-Bridge because, you know, obviously I've, you know, sang her praises on this podcast a million times, Greta Gerwig. Taika Waititi and Paul Thomas Anderson, like those four, I feel like are so specific um, and so unique and their movies are about crazy stuff. Like Phantom Thread being about a woman who's like poisoning her lover with mushrooms. Have you seen Phantom Thread? Not yet, but now I have. (laughs) Bitch, you've got to. Well, it's like the plot plot is like explained right away. So that's not giving anything away, but whoa, crazy. Um, But anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Hunt for the Willard People is so fun. Yeah. Um, but you, you should definitely watch that. And that's on Hulu for those of you looking to make a little list of quarantine watches. Yeah. Um, do, so have you um, figured out if you have watched even one single metric movie this whole quarantine? <laughs> I don't think I wrote one down, to be honest. Love that. Um, let me go back to my sort of list. Um, yeah, I rewatched the Downton Abbey movie because I absolutely lived and died for Downton Abbey. And that okay. movie on um hbo go recently and so that is um say it with me a cultural blind spot cultural oh yeah 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 sad 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 um i did separate reality (laughs) from my my normal (laughs) let's talk about drag race for a second because i did not mention that i've been watching drag race Mm -hmm. um because obviously what team are you yeah so from the beginning i was gg but then i became obsessed with jada um and, but then at the same time, it sounds like everyone's sort of leaning towards Crystal and Crystal's getting like the edit towards the end. So I, um, I mean, I would be fine with any of them winning. I think my, I don't you know. know. It's, it's so hard. Like I, really, I agree. This is the yeah. first time I would be okay with literally any of them winning. You know what I was talking about? I was talking about this with uh, my friend Alex last night, like how I'm a little bit surprised they had the opportunity to say, okay, well, they didn't have to tell who, but they could have said, okay, obviously, so, you know, here's the statement, Sherry's not going to be in it. Right. Um, why didn't they just say, okay, Jackie, now you're in the top four. There was well, an opportunity. That was interesting, to yeah. Um, and, and say, like, but I mean, I'm, I guess maybe once she, I mean, he's brought people back before. Right. But, you know, maybe there's like, okay, she's been sent home. She was eliminated. She can't come back, but, yeah. you know, brought people back before. But then. She um, also got the double save. So would, would that have been too much, you know? What? She got the double save. So would that have been too much? Like a double save? Oh, maybe. Gonna come back, maybe you know? That's a good point. My friend also made the point that because of the edit due to the allegations and statement from Sherry Pie, we don't know how good Sherry Pie actually was. Right, right. We didn't get to see that because they didn't let us see that. And just that's the choice that was made. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. That's why this season... I don't know. Some people are like, oh yeah, this season's so good, whatever. I, I like, I, I've enjoyed it and I like the top three. I think there's a great top three, but I've felt since the beginning, there's this sense of like darkness around yeah. the season. Yeah. Has, 
I agree with that. It has been like sort of weird, like feeling, but I did love all the challenges this year. I thought these girls were wicked talented. It's insane. And also my friend made a really good point that um, just because you're a good drag queen doesn't mean you're good on drag race. Exactly. They're two totally different things. Being able to compete on a reality television show um, where you're constantly changing, but using drag. I think, um, I mean, Trixie's a great example. I mean, even though she fucking won, like she was never great at drag race. She's just like, so specific and people love her so oh that's something i watched because that was a documentary <laughs> oh moving yeah parts. moving parts so yeah, i have not watched the whole thing yet but you did tell me that it is like really something to see like i think what? i messaged you when it got to the katya part because that right was yes so great. that's the big part of the film that everyone's like oh my god right yeah i need to watch that because i do famously love oh yeah you're gonna die have you gotten to that part yet no i have not okay but, I, but you did tell me that it was like shocking yeah, it's psycho. It's just because uh, we didn't get to see that part of it. And we'd heard things, but we didn't get to see what actually transpires and what Katya actually says to Trixie. Um, yeah. It's, it's really psycho. But, you know, I'm now they're coming out with more things together than ever. So Yeah, I mean, clearly their, their relationship bounced back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other things that I watched that we could discuss. I mean, I watched a movie called Before the, Nevel- Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, which came out in 2007. That's a movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman, Ethan Hawke, and Marissa Tomei, and bitch, that checks so many of my boxes. Um, I watched that one three times. How about I read off some of the things that I've seen, and you can, we can play, okay, stop. I yeah, go, go. So like, I'll read off some things, and you can be like, okay, stop. Yeah, I saw wow. it. Um, okay, this is sort of a new segment called okay, I'm stop. sorry, I'm making a segment on your podcast. Yes! Absolutely reconstruct them, I'm so sorry. Um, so the very first thing, did you, by any chance, has anyone, have you, the listener, have you, the listener, watched are Normal you, People? Are you a listening listener? Have you watched Normal People? Pause for response. Oh my God, you loved it? Me too. I absolutely lived and died for it. it okay, so I have not watched it yet, but it is on the list. But I have the book, so I'm going to read the book first. Okay, so I'm just going to go through. Solar Opposites, What We Do in the Shadows. Okay, Taika Waititi, speaking of, but the I haven't watched it yet, so keep going. so funny, and I can't wait. You're going to absolutely... Yeah, I'm going to freaking live for that I'm shit. I know exciting. it. It's so good. And got, by the way, guys, when I say dumb or stupid, I'm saying psycho funny. That is what that adjective actually Yeah. Me and, Taylor, me and Taylor call each other stupid, I'd say 16 times a day. 16 to 8. <laughs> yeah. Um, SNL, mm-hmm. uh, We're Here, HBO, Drag Queens. Uh, the Great on Hulu, which is sort of new, and that's something I started. That's Nicholas Holt and the other Fanning sister. And also um, a uh, from the same team that did The Favorite, for those of you who loved the movie, The Favorite. Oh, they just love that era, don't they? They sure do. And Nicholas Holt. <clears throat> um, the Outsider, which we just discussed, The mm-hmm. Handmaid's Tale, Castle Rock, Avatar, The Last Airbender, Dairy Girls, which is psycho funny. Wait. Wait. What? Go ahead. I need to watch that because Nicola Claughlin or Nicola Laughlin or whatever her name is, she is on, she was on Seek Treatment. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did I miss that? Oh. The, the most recent episode of Seek Treatment, of Seek Treat, which oh, as you guys have probably heard, me and Taylor are obsessed with Seek Treatment with Catherine Cohen. Yeah, Cullen and you Seek Treatment. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's so good. Dear Girls are so funny and it's one of those things that... Um, <clears throat> is that a Netflix joint? It's a Netflix, yeah. Yeah, it's so funny because it's just like it. Remi- it reminds me of <laughs> the people that I know who are Irish, and it's yeah. just so funny to see like them being absolute stereotypes of themselves. It's really amazing. Uh, Tiger King, which we discussed, yeah. Elite, 
Moving Parts, Dead to Me Season 2, uh, so many videos about skincare. What? I just can't <laughs> stop. Um, it's a hundred pound life, keeping up with the Kardashians. That oh. one my mom likes to watch. Wait, pause. Pausing. My 600 pound life. The doctor is a savage. Yeah. Well, you know what? Okay. I have, I have things to say about this. Um, okay. We'll, we'll circle back in one second. I have never seen keeping up with the Kardashians more than like five minutes clips ever, but I will say I'm absolutely adorked to Kim, there are literally people dying, or whatever that is that Courtney says her, about the earrings. These are diamond earrings. Obsessed. And, and like, it's valid to be like, okay, I lost diamond earrings. Like, the, I'm, I, I can't find them. It, right. It's a the valid struggle. So she goes, she goes, I can't find my diamond earrings. And then that's when Courtney <laughs> peeks her head out of their like Maldives goes, thing. Yeah, of course, Kim, there are people dying. And it's like, just so good because yeah. like, yeah yeah there are people dying also this is a valid concern (laughs) i would say that courtney kardashian might be even sort of a prophet and hear me out yeah because every time that i'm like i'm bored yeah quarantine i'm like dylan there are people dying (laughs) i love courtney because she always is making valid points but just not at the right times in the most recent episode that i watched with my uh with my family with my mom um there was an episode where kim wants to throw i believe one of her daughters she has four kids now um one of the kids she wants to throw a uh a candyland themed party and then courtney decides to absolutely lambast her about (laughs) sugar and chemicals and go you're just like kim you're just making you're so dated like this is such a dated like thing and these chemicals are going to kill these children and all the kids are going to die because of the chemicals in the candy and kim's like that's something you should have mentioned months ago when we started planning this this is not the time and they just (sighs) and like both points are valid like yeah the chemicals and the sugars not good for kids and uh and then but kim's like but the theme is candyland so how are we going to not do this right right and then they obviously compromise by compromise courtney points out she just lets go of the thought of like, it just yeah. says, yeah, just go ahead with the party. Uh, yeah, um, speaking of, I guess if we're here, we have to talk about Chloe's transformation. Wait, what is going on there? I think she had a facelift. That's just the guess. That um, most recent Instagram post. Yeah, she made an Instagram post. It looks totally different. Somebody, somebody commented, um, <laughs> somebody goes, Chloe, love you girl, but this isn't you with that like little teary bottom emoji. Oh my god. <laughs> Emoji of the absolute year. I was scream laughing. So, so funny. It's and just, it was someone famous too. I forget who it was. You know what it is? Chloe also talks a lot about her being totally fine with using like face filters and Facetune and, and yeah. Snapchat and all of those. And honestly, like, live this your is life what I want to present to the world. And it's like, that's absolutely fair. So it's possible that there's no plastic surgery involved. It was just her playing right. with a little right. face. Right. And listen, sis, if you got that much money, spend yeah. it however the fuck you want. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe like donate some to charity, but also like get your facelift, bitch. If you want it, get it. Yeah. I think um, people do what makes them happy. It's, it's, it's like um, Brad Pitt's Botox. It's like, we're, it's obvious, Brad, we know. We can but do. also like spend it how you want. I know. That always happens to, like, I feel like there's this pressure on, 
I mean, on everybody. But it's it's sad when it happens to really attractive men, and then it looks so bad. Yeah. Well, it's it's not even that it looks bad. It's just like obvious. Who does it looks really bad on? It looks really bad on this one actor. I can't think of his name. Um, there's one very famous male actor who had a facelift, and it looks bad. Can't think of it, his name though. Anyway, yeah, I don't. I'm unfamil, unfamil. Um, oh yeah, and um, at the very start of Core, my uh, my roommate tried to get me started on Outlander. Have you heard of Outlander? It was a book series. Only because like I posted a, a like who's your celeb crush thing on my Instagram, and people are absolutely oh. like snail trailing for the lead. Yeah, that guy. He is the hottest man alive. That's just sort of decided. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Couldn't no tell you if you held a gun to my head. No one does. No one knows. His cool, name. cool, 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 but, cool, cool. Um, but yeah, he's he's incredibly hot. And you know who else was um on there was the lead of Normal People. Somebody said that he was their celeb crush too. Oh, Paul Mescal, yeah, yeah, he's that guy. Thank you. Attractive. Mescalaria. His uh, his his name in the show is Connell. And uh, I saw an amazing, like, reductress article that was, like, 25 things you can put a necklace on, or, or like, 25 things you can put a chain on and call Connell. <laughs> oh, my God. I love reductress. <laughs> and so I've tried funny. it. I've tried it, yeah. It's so funny. I sort of, yeah, did. On several lamps. Yeah, and a bedpost or two. <laughs> At least. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to highlight before we sort of say goodbye. Oh, I rewatched. Um, Mean Girls, which is still as quotable as fucking ever. Yeah, it's a phenomenal um, piece of art. I trying to think of what else I watched that I was like, oh, you know, I watched Gone Baby Gone for the first time. Have you seen Gone Baby Gone? No. Okay, so I need you to watch that, and then I need you to come back onto this very podcast and discuss mm. the ending with me. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, and if any <laughs> viewers or listeners or um, readers have watched Gone Baby Gone and want to discuss sort of the moral implications of the end of that movie, please DM me. I'm begging you. I love the attention. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, okay, so the first movie I watched during Core was Water Lilies, which is a like a lesbian um, coming-of-age film by Celine Sciamma, which I did talk about in the Booksmart episode. Um, and then, you know, from there, I just was sort of like bobbing around. I watched Magic Mike for the first time because Steven Soderbergh. Um, oh, I told you when I went to Las Vegas, my friend works on the my yes Vegas show from yes. and she took me to see it, and that was a trip. Absolutely, I watched um, Spartacus for the first time, which is that like three-hour Stanley Kubrick movie. Um, epic. Um, I watched. I'm trying to think of like. I wonder what would happen if I watched literally one calendar movie. Literally one. Oh, watching. You know what I finally I think finished? It's you watch them for me, and then I know what happened. Right, 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 right. I sort of just brain blend into you, um, like we do with everything else. Um, I watched, so I finally finished also, I finished um, all of the acting nominations or all of the acting winners of the 2010s. So I have seen every Oscar winning performance of the 2010s. That's a really cool thing. Yeah. To um, the final one that I needed to see was Beginners when Christopher Plummer won his um, Oscar as, you know, gay dad. <laughs> I, I remember that happening. Yeah. I didn't see the film, but I remember Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Finally winning. I mean, that was probably a legacy award because um, he's definitely done better work than that. But he is really good in Beginners. Oh, it's so funny when that happens. It just shows us so much of it is, is about politics. Totally. And like about loving people. Um, but yeah, and I also finally watched The Town. Have you seen that? 
that no, Ben Affleck like, movie? No, one of the available. I think it's like about to go. <laughs> Catch it before yeah. it's on, on HBO at the town. Is so it looks like hyper mask and like not like a movie I would typically like. But the screenplay is amazing and Jeremy Renner is so good in it. Um, Attractive. Yeah, he's to die. But yeah, I think that's really... Oh, you know what else I watched that um, we need to discuss real quick is National Theater Live um, released the, the Fleabag one-woman show on Amazon. Did you get to watch it? No, I haven't watched it yet. It's my one downfall. I absolutely have to watch that. You must watch. Moving forward in this one life that I have without having that. Taylor, it's fascinating. And for those of you who have watched Fleabag but haven't seen the one-woman show version yet, you must go right now because you see Phoebe basically do the whole show by herself. I'm like about to get up and walk away and go watch. As, in fact, we're going to end here, guys. It's been great. <laughs> That's a good place to sort of <laughs> But yeah, you've got to watch it. So it's, it's basically the first season. And like, there's some, there's some differences, but like a lot of the monologues are like straight from the show. Um, as in like straight from the one woman show into the TV show. And the one about her being like, she's like uh, the fucking monologue, as I call it, at the end of season one, where she's in the, ca- in the, um, the cafe. She's like, when no one wants to fuck me anymore, what's my value even going to be? Where she talks about being lonely. And she right. does that in the one woman show. And oh, oh, oh my God, to see her do it like live as well is like, ugh. to know that she's acting that well every night is like, oh, it's insane. She is just so talented. Yeah, she's so incredibly talented. Like that is someone I would want to sit down and have a meal with, you know? Yes. And just be like, can you just download (laughs) to me what you, what you, like all your experiences and how you view life. And just because I just love it. It just resonates, you know, with us. Yeah. She, so I'm so glad that you said to sit down for dinner with, because we did an icebreaker for like one of our work meetings being like, um, you know, who would you like to have dinner with? Or like, what, what's one celebrity um, that you would want to, you know, spend quarantine with? And me and Talia both said, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I love her so much. Oh God. I, like, and you guys can look forward to a crossover episode of me, Talia and Taylor discussing all of Fleabag, the t- television series. So get ready for that in the future. I cannot wait. Absolutely. Because that's one of those shows where it's like, yeah, I could sort of watch something new or I could just go rewatch Fleabag seasons one and two. Taylor, do you know how many times I've done that? You do know how many times I've done that. (laughs) I believe you because it's just so like, it doesn't get less interesting. Like it doesn't lose any value. I just keep watching. It's just so good. It's so good. Oh, you know what I didn't mention is I watched Contagion. Oh, you know what? I watched the trailer for that the other night because I was about to put myself through it. And then I was just like, no, 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 you don't need another anxiety attack. Freakishly similar to what's happening right now. Like it boils down to a bat. What? It boils down to a bat in Contagion. I didn't know that. That's psycho. Psycho. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's just like all the things that have been like predicted about this, it's just insane. Like, yeah. Like there's so many things. Like even, it's funny we had talked about the Kardashians because actually recently I think it was Cole, Courtney brought to Kim. Uh, did we already talk about this? I feel like maybe we talked about it off the pod. But Courtney actually brought uh, the Sylvia Brown book where it's called End of Days, where Sylvia Brown. Oh goes, right. Yeah, she says um, it's going to originate in Wuhan, China, um, and it's going to. Uh, wipe out so many many people um it's gonna happen in i think she predicted like 2019 but then it happened 
it started in 2019 so that that was accurate but it's just so crazy yeah. to see how accurate that was and then there's um a dean Koontz book where it says wuhan china and crazy. it says a bat and it's like so specific like, what that was written in 1984 yeah it's wild and that and that other like prediction book said that it would vanish as quickly as it appeared so i'm fucking that, waiting for that to happen that's what she said that's what sylvia brown said she said yeah. it would vanish as quickly as it appeared and then it would resurface again 10 years later crazy 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 um but yeah so that's like pretty much those are the highlights of the things that i've been watching like it's been a lot of like grouped things and now it's just like tv 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 um but i also watched last night um lovebirds that movie that cat has that cameo in responsibility and a moral responsibility right and so that's fun because i love kumail nanjiani and by love i mean he could you know ruin this one um life that I'm living. Um, and I love Issa Rae so much because I love Insecure. Um, but they're great together. Big Sick. Oh, of course I've seen The Big Sick. Did you like it? I loved, did you? I, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It was just, it was heavy and- Yeah, it's very uh, heavy. Zasha Mamet is in it and plays his uh, ex-girlfriend. No. Girl's friend. Yeah. Wait, I might be getting something confused. Zasha Mamet's on Girls. No, 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 I'm right, right? Is she in that? Wait, who am I thinking of? No, I'm thinking of a different movie, never mind. But The Big Sick, yes, I liked it. It was good, funny, intense, sad. Yeah. I mean, you might be thinking of the many cameos of The Big Sick, which include none other than Bo Burnham, A.D. Bryant, and Mitra Druhari. Right. We're all in that. Yeah, that makes me want to watch it. Um, but yeah, so I, I, um, have been watching a shitload of stuff because of what the fuck else is there to do. Yeah. What the fuck else is there to do? I've been working from home and I've been sitting in the sun now that it's warm out. Yeah. Sitting in the sun. Definitely. Make sure you wear your SPF. Of course. In March alone, 40 movies. Wow. 40. That wasn't like all of quarantine, but like. You um, should like start a podcast where you talk about this or something. Yeah. I'm actually sort of thinking about that. You're, you're, it's, it's on the, it's in the, it's in the pipeline. Of it's in the, the to-do list. I guess it's in the to-do, to the to-watch list. Dylan, this has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm so happy you're back. Sis. I'm back. And I can't wait to come back again for Fleabag with queen of my life, Talia. Exactly. Um, on that note, can't wait to see your little ass in person again. I can't know. wait till we can do this in person again. Can't <laughs> wait till we can record with Talia in person. Oh my God. Um, and um, thanks guys for listening to our quarantine craziness. Please, for the love of God, text me, DM me, email me even. I'm dying for human interaction. I'm dying to talk about movies. And I'm putting some fun ass shit on my Instagram. So come vote on my polls. Yes, I love your polls so much. And guys, if you haven't left a review on this podcast yet. Okay, you're my literal agent, lawyer, and business manager. No, no, what you're living for. Think about, think about, think. Just think. I just want you to think about it for a second. Eyes are closed, I'm thinking. If you haven't left your review yet, about how good this podcast is, the quality, unreal. It's it's just incredible. So I I recently left a review because um, I die. I live and I die. Because and not only I, is he a collaborator, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of an addict, and I refuse to go to therapy. Yeah, no, I love. Yeah, yeah, oh. even both. both. 
Um, Taylor, you know, I'm addicted to your ass. Can't wait to see you again in person. Likewise, likewise. Can't get enough of the stuff, as you would say. Can't get enough of the stuff. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. I'm being my first two-time guest. Oh, I'm just wondering, is, is two-time group? <laughs> that's the question of the year is two times group right right um anyway before we sort of you know ping pong down yet another rabbit hole yeah it's been so great talking to you likewise i miss you can't wait to see you in person can't wait okay all right bye guys bye